What was your initial reaction when you saw the Jazz schedule? I think it's not bad. I expected the schedule to be really tough considering all the crappy teams are no longer involved. And this isn't bad. They play San Antonio twice. If you could pick a team to play twice, San Antonio might be it. Well, it's hard to tell. I'm fascinated by who's going to come back sharp and who isn't. Have the Jazz cogitated everything Quinn wants them to do? And this interruption, the stoppage that they've had, has just given them more time to think about it so that they'll come back sharp from that stoppage. It's all sort of on the table right now. Matt Harpering, AT&T Sportsnet. Utah has always had a great home court advantage, and players talk about it all the time. Well, now everyone's kind of be on an even playing field. I do think that you're going to get teams obviously fighting for the playoffs. You're going to get teams like the Lakers. You know, how much do they want to play minutes and without limiting risk on injury? You know, so you don't know exactly what happened. But I do think the injury to Bogdanovich, it's going to hurt the Jazz. There's no doubt about that. He's a great player and he's a huge part of the team. There's going to be some points in production that are going to need to be increased by other players than just Rudy and Donovan. Radio voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke. I'm calling as many people as I can to see what I can learn about how to do a remote broadcast well. You know, obviously I can talk about all the areas where I won't be able to do things as well. And I'm very concerned about a lot of them, but that's pretty unproductive. So I've been trying to find out what we can do well and what we can do better. Just don't shoot them with a t-shirt cannon. Jazz by nine, 157 left in the set. Oh my God. They shoot t-shirts out of the gun here in the building and I got hit by one. That's the only positive is I don't have to worry about that this year. <laughs> Dennis Lindsay, executive vice president of basketball operations for the Utah Jazz. I think moving forward, we need to get a little good luck that we don't have any COVID-19 positive test that certainly could turn a team upside down because the ramp up is going to be quicker than normal. I think we need to have a little good luck that we don't have any hamstrings or groins or lower back strains just on overuse. But I can honestly say the work that our group has put in, our guys have done their part. I really appreciate the mindset and the effort of the group. I've said it for a long time. Chemistry in a locker room is overrated. These two have to coexist. They don't have to necessarily like it, but it's like you and Austin working together, Gordon. You may have to grit your teeth at times, but you're pulling for each other's mutual success. Wait a minute. You have not characterized. Yeah, he doesn't want uh, my success. (laughs) I don't care about that. I care deeply about Austin's happiness. Okay. I've always told you I like Austin. (laughs) I don't care what Austin thinks. Austin's the least gifted producer I've ever had. Austin is fat. I do not blame Austin for being a little worked up sometimes. Dennis Lindsay, Executive Vice President of Basketball Operations for the Utah Jazz. I think moving forward, we need to get a little good luck that we don't have any COVID-19 positive test that certainly could turn a team upside down because the ramp up is going to be quicker than normal. I think we need to have a little good luck that we don't have any hamstrings or groins or lower back strains just on overuse. But I can honestly say the work that our group has put in. Our guys have done their part. I really appreciate the mindset and the effort of the group. Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's working for the week. It's Friday, 
Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, broadcasting live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway, right here in Orem. Prices so low, it will blow your mind. Austin Horton producing today from our Carrier Zone Studio 2 at our Vivint Smart Home Arena. Carrier Zone Studios, a little redundantly redundant there. And, uh, of course, safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, Gordon Monson. Gordon, happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, Jake. Hope uh, all is well with uh, you and uh, yours. And, uh, yeah, uh, eager to get the show going. Yeah, it's a scorcher out there. It's hot. I like it hot. I know you do, which is always I never understood, but uh, maybe that is that a thing. I, when you get older, do you like things more hot or do you like things more cold? Uh, I I don't like working in the heat, uh, but I don't mind lounging in the heat. If well, I don't uh, like, I, I, you know, who likes working outside? Period. A lot of people. A lot of people like true. being outside. That's true. My folks like yard work. I just don't particularly care for it. It's, uh, as you know, it's not my thing. But, no. no. Uh, for some folks, it is. So, my, my uh, wife anyway. and I have been, uh, my wife and I have been trying to tackle a project a weekend. You know, something in the yard. I, I told you we uh, we cleared out a corner flower bed and stuff and different little projects. We figure we'll make some progress. And we were discussing uh, this weekend's project, and it was just so overwhelming. It's like, have oh, you, have you bought any more terrible. heavy equipment? No, just the wheelbarrow. That was the last. Uh, that was the last one. The the adventure of the purchased uh, wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the good folks uh, out there in Riverton. Yeah. So no, I haven't bought any uh, any new heavy equipment. I'll, I'll keep you posted, though. Do you wear gloves when you work in the yard? I do wear gloves when I work yeah, in the yard because you wouldn't want those tender hands to get calloused or anything. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's more things like, uh, dealing with rose bushes and slivers and yeah. You know, you know, it's a little more hands, complicated than calloused hands. When, when my on. hands, when my hands got the most calloused, it was when I was, uh, working uh, at a dock down off the Chesapeake Bay when I was a kid and, you know, uh, uh, hauling heavy rope around and whatnot. And my hands, I had working man hands back then wait a minute so now you were a longshoreman back in the day <laughs> what did you not do in your youth i did everything man. Did, you did you did do I, everything now you're a dock worker <laughs> i was a dock worker i worked at a marina and you know tying up boats and and uh pumping gas and just you know being being a hard working kind of oh, guy okay okay so it the i this makes this makes much more sense all right i'm sorry so you worked at a yacht club <laughs> <laughs> is that what we're talking about you worked at a yacht club i wasn't a longshoreman <laughs> oh brother but I did, you know, oh. I mean, I, I did other, uh, you know, tough, heavy, 
uh, labor. You know, as you know, I painted houses. I, uh, you I, are. See, I was picturing something like uh, out of the movie. What's that? Uh, what's that movie? Gordon uh, could have been a contender. Brando. That movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, crap. I had it and I lost uh, it. Austin, if you can, uh, if you can remember, I suppose I could just Google, uh, Google it. But that was about longshoremen, right? Uh, that that's what I initially pictured on the waterfront. Was that it? on the waterfront? There you go. That's what I originally pictured when when you mentioned uh, you worked at the docks. But no, it's it's nothing like that at all. It's more like that one scene in Caddyshack. No, yeah, no, I didn't uh, wear a captain's hat and a so blazer. Much. No, I, I was, I was. Uh, no, I had, you were gassing up their boats. <laughs> well, I mean, it was hard work, and I and I had, you know, I had greasy pants, uh, greasy uh, shorts on, and I, I was wearing the the uh, the well worn, uh, you know, sneakers. And how old yeah. were you when you did this? Oh, I was. Uh, t- Wait, say that again. You cut out on me. I was, I was a late teenager. I was like 18. Okay. And then I painted houses after that. And, you know, I mean, yeah, I did, uh, you know, it's, I think it's important. Whatever your line of work is or whatever your background is, try to mix in some, some you know, good hard labor. And that's what I did in the summer, down, you know, I was sweating in the, the heat. I got <laughs> darn right, man. Hauling those boats around, you know, occasionally I'd have someone with some difficulty and I had to help with, you know, oh, maneuvering man. the boats and things. Oh, man, those were the days. It, it, it was just like, it was, it, no, it was like out of a Steinbeck novel or something, you know, right there Steinbeck. on the water. Okay. <laughs> No, no, you're. I, I get it now. You know, uh, getting barked at for bumping Mrs. Johnson's yacht into the dock <laughs> is is far from something out of hey, Steinbeck. Man. No, I had to scrape barnacles off the bottom of boats. I mean, that was it was it was good hearty stuff. Oh, our friend living in Salt Lake tweets in and he says, "I too thought Gordon Monson meant longshoreman." <laughs> I did say down on the docks, didn't I? You did. You did uh, say down on the well, docks. Well, it was more like oh. on a pier. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, oh. it was, you know, it was, it was you know, servicing boats, making sure oh, everything was in order. Oh, deck boy. Oh, deck boy. <laughs> <laughs> we need a little We need a little gas and some iced tea over here, please. I have actually had this happen where I had uh, women ask me to put, uh, put uh, sunscreen on. Oh, yeah. okay. Now stop it. We were having fun, and now it has to turn Chester's oh, way. No, oh, it's not turning on. in. There, there was on. nothing. There was nothing untoward about it. Come it was just. On. You know, was her you know, name you, Mrs. Robinson? You have the mix of the the engine oil on your hands, and then you got the, you know some. Uh, what, what, what was that? Uh, what was that? Uh, what's a uh, you know one of those uh, lotions? <laughs> you know, you know, okay, well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. In the <laughs> in the in the same story, you cannot simultaneously prove the point or or try to prove the point that it was a hardworking job. And in the same story contains, well, I had to oil down many middle-aged women. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> It doesn't work like that. You know, but no, it there doesn't was work like that. No, no. Let me tell you something. And and, and you, you know, you soft, uh, you soft, uh, you know, lightweights don't understand this. But uh, you know, women like callous tans. 
They like it. They like it. Uh, uh, all right. All right. We got a list coming up. Was this a Garth Brooks song? Stop it. Stop it right now. We've gone too far. You've, hey, hey, we, we love your, your longshoreman days. And it wasn't long And the yarns that you spin about them. But I think we've, we've crossed the line. Uh, Gordon, this is a good place I got, to I'll tell you one thing. I, I got, wanted to laugh. I got this a lot. Of, I got a heck of a tan back in the day, man. I bet. I bet, it, I bet you look terrific. Uh, here's what we have coming up on the show today. Greg Rubella at three. Howard Beck at four. Our friend <laughs> Gordon Chiesa at five. I, 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 I really am jealous. I got to admit. I got to yeah. admit, but it doesn't sound like one of those hard-working jobs. <laughs> it was very hard-working. <laughs> it's just funny. I, I pictured, I did, I pictured on the waterfront, and, and the reality of it was so much different. You know, uh, I've, always, I've always had a way. Now, I mean, I'm not bragging about uh, any of my, uh, you know, uh, Fiction. Being a woman's a woman's uh, man or anything like that. Oh, a, a I can't wait man. to hear what comes next. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that, but I just I have always had a way with women 20 years older than me and on. Even when I was when I was 18, those 38 year olds loved me. So I did because they like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, this is the weirdest, the weirdest humble brag. Not even a humble brag. This is the weirdest brag you've ever. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying I had. I'm not saying I had it going on with uh, the the girls my age. You know, although it was all right. But I mean, I I just whatever the quality. We all have different qualities, and whatever quality I had seemed to appeal to older women. I I I have always been good with moms. Stop. I can't believe oh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but let, we should get to Gordon's list. We should. <laughs> yeah, should that'll really, fix it. <laughs> we should really get to Gordon's list. Austin, uh, hit it. Into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's list on 97.5, 1280, the zone and the zone sports network. Have you ever given birth? Uh, that wouldn't be too much fun. I don't want a cockroach in my ear. Some people are very good with their backhand, uh, their back paddle. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty good with my back paddle. The whole idea is to sort of filter what you blow out and what you suck in. They're not seahorses. Sleep tight, lover. Oh, time for Gordon's list. <laughs> Brought to you by our friends at Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. You know, that might be that that the Gordon's list intro might be the highlight of my week. I'm not kidding. <laughs> that, that might be the that might be the pinnacle. That's it right there. Oh, man. All right, Gordo, where uh, where do you want to begin? All right. Let me start with and I'm not going to dwell on this, even though I'm going to dwell on some of the um, effects of it. But uh, the number 867 new cases today in Utah. And uh, I, I, I mean, I hear the politicians talk. I hear Gary Herbert talk and I hear him say stuff like, oh, we're not going to mandate masks. We're going to we're going to give Utahns a chance to show how responsible they Well, 
they, they already have shown that they're not. That, that might have worked three months ago. It's not. I mean, it's not applicable anymore. I'll just say that. All right, Utah Athletics slashing their budget, Jake. Uh, top earners are going to take a pay cut, including uh, Kyle Whittingham and Larry Kuskoviak. Nine mil? Is that the, the, that the figure that's floating was around it eight, there? Was it eight or nine? Something like that, yeah. Um, not not a surprise. Um, you know, I, I think this was inevitable or is inevitable at a, uh, at a lot of uh, uh, universities because athletic budgets are, are going to take a hit regardless or irregardless now. Uh, we can say. Um, so, uh, listen, Utah, has, their their athletic program has done a really good job over the years at being fiscally responsible. And, and this it, it'll probably pay off for them in this situation because I don't know how big a cut $9 million is compared to, you know, what's going to be necessary even or what's necessary at other universities. Um, their track record, though, on, on financial things has, has been pretty good, e- even proven out by that audit a few years ago. Uh, by the by the state legislature uh, legislature so um, probably the you know good on those coaches for for uh, for taking the hit uh, my sympathies go out to anybody you know negatively affected by this I don't know about job losses or other cuts or you know I don't know the details but you know it stinks I, I'm glad the announcement today was not cutting um, programs you know athletic uh, athletic programs I think I think that's good but you know Gordon these are these are these are tough days. And uh, did, did you see uh, your guy, Andy Larson's uh, piece in the trip about uh, economics? Yes, I saw. Uh, so the most impacted, it, it was interesting. Uh, you know, he goes through the industries uh, using sales tax. And uh, I can't remember the other criteria he used. But anyway, uh, the industry is most impacted by this whole thing. And at the very bottom, at the most impacted industry, Gordon is uh, predictably, right, live events. And that's where the majority of the funding for athletic department, departments come from, you know. And so it's it's tough, I'm sure, up there. It's tough at all these athletic departments. I, I certainly feel for the people making these decisions. Well, I did the morning show this morning with DJ, and we interviewed Mark Harlan, and I asked him about the slashing of sports uh, that Stanford had done, and he said that uh, they were hoping to avoid that at Utah. So that was encouraging. And I'll tell you this much, uh, if when, when I'm making as much as Kyle and, and Larry are, I'm, I'm, I'm voluntarily giving up some of that to save jobs. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's I know that's easy to say when you're talking about somebody else's money. But uh, if you're saving, uh, that's a lot of money and uh, that's a lot of savings for other other folks to help keep them uh, employed. So uh, that makes that makes sense. And it's not it's like a, those guys can't afford it. Gordon, it's a tough time to be an athletic director, you know. It's a it's a it's a tough time right now to be, you know, like uh, for the Jazz. It's a it's a tough time to be Jim Olson. It's a it's a tough time to be Steve Starks. It's a tough time to yeah. be Dennis Lindsay and and Justin Zanuck. You know, it's this is a tough this is a tough time for a lot of folks out there on a lot of different levels. But uh, you know, I'm sure these are really uh, difficult uh, decisions that are, that are being made. And and uh, again, I I feel for the people impacted. It stinks. And and you know, these athletic departments bring a lot of joy into a lot of lives, Gordon. And uh, yeah, it's tough. Save jobs where you can. That's that's what I say. Whatever the industry is. 
sports included. And All right, hopefully, which, Gordon, real quick before we leave it behind, hopefully fewer jobs are lost because of fiscal responsibility. I hope that's yeah. the case here. Just to, yeah. just to put a period on that real quick. Question is, what shape will college football take? Uh, if it takes at all, conference-only play. The SEC isn't saying what it's going to do. The ACC hasn't come to a decision yet. The Big 12 is waiting to see. The Big 10, of course, we've talked about is conference-only. The Pac-12 is yet to announce, but uh, I think it's going to be some version of conference-only Uh I don't know if any of these leagues, this is something DJ and I talked about this morning, I don't know if any of these leagues can do conference only plus one, maybe, something along those lines. We've already d- discussed that the Ivy League is uh, shoving football to the spring. Uh, people are doing I wonder if we're straightening deck chairs on the Titanic here, though. I, I, I don't know. Everyone is wondering, okay, what shape is this going to take? How's it going to turn? You know, I keep thinking about what Josh – uh, Parcel told us yesterday, or was it yesterday or the day before? Yesterday, He's, yeah. Uh, 50, he said 50-50 chance either way. Uh, I don't know how it's going to turn out. And I, 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 that, this is one of the reasons, other than the fact that it, it, it costs people their lives. And this is why I'm encouraging people to wear masks, to wash their hands, to do the things, to social distance, do the things, everything possible, not only to keep... As many people safe as possible, but also if you want to see sports, we better start doing this or we're not we're not going to see it. I mean, you might see it in a bubble form like the NBA is able to do. But what's it going to look like in an environment like college football where you have players who are going home and living in a dorm or in an apartment and uh, exposed to other people and. And then they come back, and even if you're doing testing, it's not going to prevent them from being exposed at times. And so wear the freaking mask. I mean, I know I've been on that, but if we want to see sports, if you're a sports fan, put that freaking mask on. Are you ready for my solution for college football? Yeah. Enlist the help of Elon Musk. Football on the moon. (laughs) <laughs> well, how would how would passing records be set? You could throw the ball literally a mile. Uh, in all seriousness, Gordon, sorry, I'm I'm just joking around. That would be make for uh, a heck of a field goal, wouldn't it? Yeah, you could you could think of how far the, could you legitimize the field goal record on the moon? Uh, <laughs> Remember how people I, used to used to call into question Tom Dempsey hitting that sixty three yarder or whatever it was because of the. The half shoe he wore. I can only hear the guy. You could probably hit. I'm guessing. I don't know. Austin would probably know this because he he is uh, something of an expert in lunar knowledge. But uh, I, you could probably hit, I want to say, a 2,000-yard field goal on the moon. I wonder. <laughs> I, I really uh I really well, you know that should... the ball, the football on the moon would reach, uh, could reach a height of 50 meters in the air. Wow. Mm. So, well, I, the... and, and I don't know how the accuracy would work. Uh, I mean, are there, are there lunar dust storms that could blow in and blow the ball off course? That's a, that's a good point. And you'd have to use, like, binoculars to see if you made it. 
or like a telescope or something. <laughs> well, we, we talk about split the uprights. Uh, we talk about the problem in golf these days with the no equipment and uh, and golf courses running out of real estate and whatnot because people can hit the ball so far now, especially uh, the PGA Tour types and others. But uh, I mean, football on the moon that would that would take up a whole lot of real estate, no doubt. I like and, wa- the, and watch uh, out for the craters. Uh, I liked uh, your discussion this morning. I heard it about the plus one idea. Can we uh, dive into that coming up next? Let me throw a tease yeah, on sure. that because uh, we yeah. can we can wade into that a little bit. Uh, and, we are uh, and live- other uh, and other treats on the list uh, galore. All right, we are live at the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. We are here in Orem. Come on by. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. Our friend Tom joins us, uh, of course. And, Tom, what do you think? Uh, we, we get Elon Musk on board. Football on the moon. Let's get it done. There's no virus that can live on the moon. That's, well, that's what I'm saying. And you could throw the ball, like, miles. And you can jump. Oh, to get. It'd be amazing. <laughs> Can It'd you be imagine amazing. that? How so are you? What's so what do on? we call that? Moon ball? Moon ball? Moon football? Hey, hey uh, Tom. Tom, yes, I got to tell you, that, that was my nickname. Moon ball. No. Moon ball? Moon. Uh, moon. 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 So, yeah. is that was it moon he, beam? Is that because he used to moon people? What do you mean or, used to? Um, no. I... I <laughs> it, it, it was no. you, you were bright, and your dad didn't want to call you son, so he called you moon. <laughs> I was a little dimmer than the average son. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that. Uh, I, hey, I got a plus one for you. All right. I have a sectional really cute. They just came in. See these gray contemporary and this blue contemporary? Oh, yeah, that's nice. It has a five-foot. It's it's three feet by five-foot ottoman. The ottoman's normally $499. The sectional is twenty two hundred bucks. I'm going to do a plus one. I'm going to give you the ottoman free and sell you the sectional for nine ninety nine. Sweet, that's amazing. Did you hear that? That's a twenty seven hundred dollar deal for nine ninety nine. Amazing. How about another plus one? Okay. You see this really cute light gray? It's real leather. Okay. It's a uh, very mid-century classic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got the carved, cute little wood leg, 1950s style. That's my wife's style. She'd love that. That is, there's a famous hardware company. Okay. And you know what I'm talking about? Okay. I think so. They like to restore things. Ah, I see. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you got that, I, Gordon? I got it. This is a uh, that hardware company piece. Okay. It's normally $3,900 for the sofa and the love. This is a plus one. You come in and buy the sofa, and I'm going to sell it to you for $1,299. Wow. Plus one is I'm going to give you the, the love seat for free. Oh, you're throwing it in? Look at you. Instead of $3,900, you are getting the sofa and the love. Where's Clayton to yell at you? He was the one that suggested I'm going to yell at him when we're off the air. He's in trouble. He's in big trouble. (laughs) He might be my big brother, but he's now in big trouble. I've got another one for you. We have never broken this price on a split king bed. We're going to $18.99. I've got six mattresses. That means, and this is a nice 10-inch gel-infused memory foam mattress. Okay. Head up, foot up, really nice base, the entire package. Not $1,899 for the mattress. I'm going to give you two mattresses. Okay. 
two bases, the entire package for eighteen ninety nine. Wow. Now remember, I only have six of them, so that means I have three beds. So people need to get on it. If you want to do a solid mattress where you where right. you sync the remote so it works as one bed, I can do the entire deal for seventeen ninety nine. Hmm. That's normally what we boom crazy price for the Cal King. Right. I'm gonna do it because I have that shipment of Cal Kings on the way, but they're not here. I can't leave people hanging. There's only three beds available. Okay. Six bases. Eighteen ninety nine. Last but not least, this is an incredible deal. I have a bedroom. And when I say bedroom, I have um Gordon, you remember the driftwood uh, white frame with the driftwood inset that you I do. really liked? I do. I have that in gray, and I'm going to do the queen set for six ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Do you remember we were crazy at seven ninety nine? Yeah. I've got four of them. I'm going to go crazy at six ninety nine. Wow. But- Orem just so, just so our listeners know, isn't that kind of a weathered look that's kind of cool? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Kind of beachy. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of driftwood like looking. Really, mm-hmm. really attractive. That's a, a bed, a dresser, and a nightstand. That's awesome. For the price of a dresser. Amazing. All right. Take advantage of it. 86 East University Parkway. Tom is blowing minds today. Come see us. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. Come on out and uh, see me. Say hello. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. Uh, Gordon, reset uh, your conversation with uh, DJ real quick on the on the plus one idea, and uh, I'll throw my take at you, and we can uh, get going with the list again. But uh, kind of reset what you guys were talking about this morning. Well, DJ was the one that brought it up, and it was, uh, you know, these conferences that are considering going to conference-only games, and uh, we know the Big Ten is going to do that, and uh, it just seems to reason that the Pac-12 will follow. The Big 12 has not commented yet, uh, neither is the ACC and the SEC, but it, it seems like it's heading in that direction. So DJ was talking about how about if you have – a conference-only schedule, but you can maybe slip in a, a non-conference game somewhere, maybe one. Uh, you know, we were talking about Iowa, Iowa State, or the other examples. And, uh, of course, that's relevant around here because people might think it would be cool to be able to have uh, BYU still play Utah if if something like that was arranged. So that's something I hadn't really thought of, but DJ did uh, underscore it. I uh, I really like the idea because the scope is is pretty minimal as we've talked about. You know, if you do say a regional game and you you limit it to that, it, it makes it a lot easier to figure it out. You know, Iowa, Iowa State, Utah, BYU. I know there are a lot of uh, ACC, SEC cross conference games that that people want to 
want to see play. And I, I think you pull off, as we've talked about, Gordon, as, as much as you possibly can. And the plus one idea seems reasonable, reasonable to me. However, this brings into my mind, when would the plus one be? You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. would you would you be sandwiching it in somewhere? Would you put it at the end? Would it have to be at the beginning? It'd have well, to be yeah. at the beginning, right? I mean, it well, to. this is this is one of the things that uh, that uh, uh, Harlan talked about this morning was the because I asked him about some of the things that you and I have wondered uh, and and about the, the what's the difference between. A conference game and and a, and a good game like uh, SC playing Alabama or Notre Dame, something like that. And he was talking about the flexibility that a, a league uh, would have with uh, league-only games, and so whether that flexibility would bend around a game against uh, a regional foe or a traditional foe, uh, that that I don't know. And maybe those decisions haven't been made yet; they're yet to be made. See, I think the the regional thing makes a lot of sense to me because you just get in the bus in the bus and go out down and do it. You know, there seems to be fewer complications. Standards would probably be more consistent, I would guess. Um, so anyway, I, I liked the conversation. Uh, what you guys were saying made a lot of sense, and if you can pull it off, uh, I'd love to see that model. One thing that I've been wondering about is: Will the Group of Five teams sue for damages against Power Five leagues? I mean, it's one thing if a game is canceled because of an act of God, something along those lines. But if P5 teams can play in-conference games, why can't they play out-of-conference games? And I wonder how that would be settled in a court of law. Yeah, I, I wonder because it. why would they want to play non-conference games in this situation? Maybe the more uh, appropriate question to ask, especially if you, especially if you can't put fans in the stands. Now you don't have the the resources to to compensate the non conference opponent, and uh, that's a that's a net loss for the university. It, it's but you get like the our, TV money, which maybe it would uh, equal out the payout. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. I heard you guys trying to establish uh, a per game value, and and I don't know. That would be be you know an interesting math equation to do, but but part of me thinks that these schools, if they go to the conference only um, model, wouldn't be too brokenhearted to cancel some of these contracts. You know what I'm saying? At what cost? What do you mean from a le- uh, from a legal standpoint? Well, I I mean I I think there is some. There's some pretty definitive language in most of these contracts that they could probably, when push comes to shove, get out of it, wouldn't you think? It would, it would, de- it would depend on how that language is interpreted. Again, oh, I understand that if there's a pandemic going on, that you could say, oh, well, okay, we can't do it because we had a, a pandemic. But, I mean, an attorney could argue, well, wait a minute, you're playing these guys in a yep. pandemic, and we have a contract to play football. And if you can justify one, why can't you justify the other? Yep. I actually. I mean, I'm I not joined, an attorney. I don't know whether that would hold up or not. But when I do, uh, joined uh, DJ, actually, I did a couple segments with him uh, yesterday. Uh, I I talked about that a little bit with him, and it's funny because we did talk about attorneys. You know, to to make this work. This might be a circumstance where there, uh, these universities are going to have to operate it with a lot of good faith, and maybe get the attorneys out the, out of the way and. Fit- 
you know, some way to get through it. You know what I mean? Promise games down the line. Uh, you know, just, hey, bear with us. We'll, we'll, you know, give you a better payday if you'll just be patient and bump it down the road. You know what I mean? Stuff like that where I think they're, they're going to have to operate on some good faith or it's not going to work. Because if it gets, as you point out right now, and I think you're right on, if you get bogged down in the in the legal part of it, it it's, it's going to make things really difficult. Jake, uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, apparently his possibilities for an NFL return are greater now than they've ever been. A lot of people believe that. And Jim Harbaugh, did you see his comments? He said, whoever whoever signs him will be, quote, very happy. Um. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't I don't know where Kaepernick is as a football player anymore. I I have no idea. He hasn't played in in so long. I mean, his camp says he's he's ready to go. So, I I hope he gets I hope he gets a, an opportunity, Gordon. I really do cuz I do believe that he has been blackballed from the league. That's always been in my my opinion. I I do believe that he's been avoided on purpose whether that's justifiable or not. I, I guess is a different discussion. So I'd like to see where he is as a player. Uh, what what I worry about, Gordon, is the, the Michael Sam, how they got around the Michael Sam thing where they had the Rams draft him with their last pick, knowing that he was never going to make the team. You know, it's kind of how they skirted around that issue conveniently. So I, I worry about that. You know, sign him for a camp and say, oh, well, not good enough. We gave him a chance and then kind of move on. I don't I don't know. That's a That's a complex issue, right? And I don't know why Harbaugh is is saying this. Maybe, you know, he he uses certain language as uh, public relations. I don't know whether he really believes that or whether he's just saying it because he thinks that that kind of terminology will be uh, greeted warmly uh, around. But uh, anyway, that's what he said. Hey, there's a new leader, Jake, for the new name for Washington's football team. Did you see it? I did not. It is Warriors. Hmm. The Washington Warriors got a little uh, alliteration thing going there. Come out and uh, play. Yay, 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 yay. Uh, for those of you who never saw the movie Warriors, and that's that's the way the guy says it in the movie. Isn't that movie called something else? I've never seen that. It's called, it called, it's called War- Warriors, I believe. I thought it was called like Road Warrior or something. Uh, I don't think so. But uh, Dan Snyder apparently likes it. They're going to change that name. Yeah, now, it looks that way. Yeah, they're going to change that. So are you, is, is Warrior okay? Is that acceptable? Uh, let's see. I like I like Warriors all right. Sure. Yeah, I like that better than Wizards. Well, what, what kind of Warrior? Is it is it going to be a Native American word? Because if so, I'm not I'm not on board with it. Well, I, I think they all I read was they were going to keep the same colors, uh, color theme. But uh, I don't think I don't I don't I, necessarily I think, think that they're going to be having spears on there or some sort of regalia from uh, from Native American times uh, back in the 1800s or something like that. I. I I do not know that, but a warrior can be from any era, can right? It not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. But if well, they're going like, to denote, I, I'd like to know what era they're going with. When um, when you I I was thinking Golden State Warriors, and when I think Golden State Warriors, I don't think Native Americans. Um, right. Maybe maybe 
should I? Is that where that came from? I never thought. I never thought that. Um, I don't know. I I I like the the name Washington Nationals. I like the the patriotism of that, considering the the market that yeah, it's in. That one's already. No, I know, taken. but I don't know if you could do something along Besides, the same lines. So but I always like that. <laughs> I always like that name. And yes, I still call them the Expos. Well, they should uh, the Washington Expos. That's a good idea. I have a question about that. If if uh, if they decided that football team wanted to name Warriors, does what? How does that affect Golden State? Do they have? I mean, obviously these things. There's probably a lot of team, hundred teams out there with a nickname Warriors. How how, how, do you, how does that work as far as trademark goes and all that? I should ask my wife because she did some. Uh, she still does some uh, trademark uh, trademark work. Um, but uh, as long as they don't name it the Buzz, I mean, and Georgia Tech not have a problem, then the, you know they should be fine. I was surprised at that because they couldn't be the Buzz because the mascot of Georgia Tech is Buzz the Bee. So it, that- I, I I thought uh, I think we all can see how dumb that is, considering that uh, Georgia Tech is uh, you know in Georgia. And uh, a AAA baseball team in Salt Lake City shouldn't really, ha- you know, be competing in the marketplace. But I'll, I'll tell you this, Gordon: if you don't defend your trademark or copyright, then you lose it. So that's probably why that happened. I wonder how the Jazz would feel if some team somewhere decided to be the uh, Poughkeepsie uh, Jazz. I don't know, but like the the Chicago Bears can't go around suing every Bears out there, you know? Right. Uh huh. Or so, the Eagles. Right. Or yeah, so many of them. Um, All right. Well, hey, put let's put a pause on the list. We'll get right. to uh, the next item uh, coming up right around the corner. Gordon, do you want to give us uh, some sort of tease? There's a very prominent uh, baseball player who is opting out for the 2020 season, and he's got a pretty good reason. Also, uh, a very Hall of Fame uh, basketball player has uh, criticized another Hall of Fame basketball player for uh, disrespecting him. We'll get into that. Oh, juicy. Juicy tease there, Gordon. I'm sticking around. All right, we're live at the Warehouse 86 East University Parkway. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big show, 97.5, 12.80 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. Jake kicking out with you live at the Warehouse 86 East University Parkway. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. Drop on by and see us. Greg Rubel joins the show at 3 o'clock. Howard Beck at 4. Gordy Chiesa at 5. But, Gordon, let's knock another item or two off the list. The uh, potentiality of the Washington Warriors. Question is, should the Indians change their name? Should the Utes change their name? Should Dixie... University change its name. What did uh, didn't Dixie already change its name? What did it it change its name to? Something? They changed their nickname, but not oh. Dixie. Oh, not the name Dixie. Of the name oh, of the uh, I see. Yeah. I see. Uh, excuse me, um, Gordon. I I don't know where do you, where do you draw that line? Because for me, it it I think a mascot. I don't think that's a demeaning thing. I I think there's pride there, and I've. I've heard other people express that opinion, and I know people disagree with it, but that's kind of always been my opinion. Um, I think the cartoon character for the Cleveland Indians, you know, I don't, I don't find that necessary. Um, but I, 
Uh, I don't know. I, I think the universities uh, of Utah, I think their relationship with the tribe has been a pretty beneficial one, right? Um, from what I've read now, maybe it, maybe it hasn't. I'm not sure. But where do you, where do you draw that line? I uh, I think it would be a good idea to change it. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not uh, making a pronouncement on it, but I I think Indians. I, I remember a sign I saw a Native American individual holding a sign that said, "I'm a person, not a mascot," and uh, that that kind of stuck with me a little bit. And even if it's acceptable to some portion. Of, uh, of Native Americans, uh, if it's offensive to a good number of those individuals, then I, I think it's worth listening to them. I, I really do. The Utes, they do have the agreement with the Ute tribe, and that, 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 that goes a long way. But if it were up to me, I would change it. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll listen. I'll, you know, I'm all about listening. Just my opinion. Now, others others disagree. I know that. I've had that conversation. I've written about it before. But uh, something to think about, maybe with a little more light shining these days. Uh, the Giants' Buster Posey getting out of the 2020 Major League Baseball season. Jake, why would he do that? Well, on account of a newborn adopted twins. Hard think, to argue. Uh, no, I, I good for him. I mean, we're all making uh, life decisions uh, that we've never had to make before, and I certainly would not uh, fault somebody for for making a decision the way that uh, he's making it. Absolutely. Um, I know Austin can identify with it. My daughter was in the was in the NICU for ten days, which is a, a fraction of the amount some families have to have to deal with, and you know that that situation is real with a capital mm-hmm. R. And so if, uh, if, if Buster Posey needs to be with his family during that time, I get it. Trust me. Uh, I, I 100% get it. Jake Shack is mad at Chuck for leaving him off his 10 best of all time list. Okay, so can we use this as a, as a tease? Because Austin has the sound, and we've, we've had this discussion before. And I think we need <laughs> need some time to to dig into this. Can we can we tease this for for five thirty, Gordon? We'll, we'll, we'll tease play it, but the sound. We'll, we'll tease it, but I would just want to give our listeners a little peek behind the curtain. Austin, I enjoyed your uh, your text in regard to uh, <laughs> what Jake's response would be to this particular issue. Uh, very well done. We will we'll get into it, I guess, at five thirty. Oh, you both know what's coming. You, you, you both get the you Advil both be, ready. You both being wrong is what's coming. Yeah, that's the, prepare yourself. Five thirty, <laughs> five thirty today. Don't you just love Charles Barkley, man? He he's his personality certainly adds to the NBA. Uh, that TNT show. I, I'm excited it's coming back. It's not just NBA basketball. It's it's good TV. How many right, years? Uh, well, how many years have they been together now? Oh man, got to be. It's been a long time, right? Pushing. Probably fifteen or twenty, right? Yeah. Somewhere in there. Well, it's it's a uh, it's an enjoyable show. Greg Rebel coming up next. Stay tuned. We'll talk some BYU sports. Joining us now, we are at the warehouse, eighty six East University Parkway, right here in Orem. He is my good friend Tom, and Tom, you're uh, you're you're in a good mood today, and that's good for our listeners. That means they're saving money. Gosh, I've been so busy. You know that we're opening a new store in Salt Lake. You guys are moving. 
we're moving. Very exciting. And I've been just crazy getting that ready for uh, a move. But we are very excited to have some deals for this weekend. Before we get to the deals real quick, are you making your boys do all the moving? What do you think? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's manual labor it right It builds there. character, right? <laughs> it does. It does build build character. Have you ever heard of sweat not building character? Right. Like if you're a runner, if you don't sweat, you don't yeah. You this don't get good faster. For yeah, absolutely. My boys were all runners, you know. Uh-huh. They got to sweat. They should be thanking you. Fields care. I'm going to have help. We'll have about 15 guys moving, but. But they'll be, you know, uh, sipping lemonade and hanging out in the shade while, you know, the, <laughs> no. the real work is done. Clayton will be directing two trucks, and Christopher uh, will be directing three because he might be a little bit younger than Clayton. Yeah, he needs a little more. Uh, Which reminds me, we've got to find Clayton a wife. Gordon, get on that, would you? I'll see what I can do. <laughs> With his face, it's a little difficult. And I can say that because somebody's got to right. keep him humble, right, Gordon? <laughs> That's funny. That's hey, funny. I, I have got uh, some deals. Um, we talked for the last couple of weeks about this, this deal I got from the Gemstone Furniture Company. Right. Mm-hmm. It's the only way I can advertise it. But I, I'm going to... I've got some table deals that are just incredible. And we've talked about it, Jake. This table, it's solid wood. The internet price, and this is really high-end, nice stuff, is thirty-two sixty-four on sale. COVID virus internet price of nineteen hundred and twenty bucks. Table only. This is a great big hundred and eight inch table. Wow. And you can fold the leaf. It's a butterfly leaf, folds inside itself and yeah, close it. Cool. And it's an eighty four inch table. I'm gonna sell table and four chairs, not table only, for five hundred and ninety nine bucks. Incredible. That's boom. Then we have its brother, and this is an incredible 68-inch drop leaf. And you know what a drop leaf is. It's basically round, and both sides can fold down. Right. Makes it really nice. If, if you play games, if you play family games, or if you like to get Love together with the, your buddies yeah. and play blackjack or poker, uh-huh. whatever it might be. <clears throat> Legally, of course. Of course. It's not illegal to play with your friends. Yeah, I'm not no. talking about gambling. Right. Of course not. I'm just talking about... This is a family show. A table... That's good for games. That is perfect for games. Not twenty eight ninety nine. Not seven. I'm going to do table and five chairs for five ninety nine. Last, this is one of my favorites, and okay. this is crazy. Solid two inch hardwood top, two colors to choose from. There's only four of them left. If you're looking for something really, really nice, this table is incredible. It's normally twenty six hundred bucks. It's on sale for fifteen hundred bucks. I'm going to do table and four chairs for four ninety nine. Wow, it's a deal. Last but not least for this break, we have a brown reclining sectional, and you've seen it. It's the one that has the LED lights underneath. It's nice. Really cool. Yeah. Reclining. It's got a couple of recliners. This is a deal. Not fourteen ninety nine like we did it two months ago. I have three of them left. I want to get people excited. I want people to come and see us. Twelve ninety nine. Wow. Get in the door. you got to check it out. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. The Warehouse, 86 East. 
University Parkway. Come by and see us and take advantage of it. Beautiful tables. Absolutely. 86 East University Parkway. Greg Rubel joins us next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.